is episode 291 of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how's your day been? Very good, my friend. Very good indeed. I uh, went to lunch with my dad. I watched a little football. And now I'm here with you. So let me, let me guess. Baltimore was playing. Uh, no, actually. They play tomorrow night for Sunday night football. But for oh, reason- right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So who's on Saturday? Uh, but for some reason, they had like a triple header called Saturday Showdown. I think it was to consolidate for the holidays coming up. Um, so I was watching two games. The first one was um, Cincinnati and Minnesota. Or no, Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati and Minnesota. And then uh, Pittsburgh and... Uh, Oh fuck! Who who is it? No, no I gotta look it up because that's gonna drive me nuts. That's alright. I got uh, I got this in front of me as well. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because I just watched that fucking thing. But is it, is it the Chiefs? Uh no. Uh, I'll uh. Hold on. It was it was it was the cult Indianapolis cult. Very good. Oh, okay, yes. um, all right. Quick story. So, nineteen ninety four, we we had a a show here called Video Video in Arcade Top Ten. So my brothers were like fourteen years old at the time. So we went to the studio to, and we were part of the live studio audience. And my my brother, the one that lives in uh, Mexico. Is that Joe? Yeah. He uh he was uh chosen as one of the contestants to play on the episode that we we're at at in the live studio audience and he won first place so he won the Madden NFL uh game for the Super Nintendo. Oh, that's awesome. So that was like I so like you would think that he'd be the one playing, but I'd be playing that game. I love playing the Madden NFL uh, ninety four game. Yeah, uh, and um, yeah, and I, 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 I played the full season all the way to the Super Bowl. It was fun. I've always been uh, really big into uh, Madden up until a few years ago. I'm gonna probably get back into it soon. I just got um, lately, the last couple of years, I've been really into the NBA 2K franchise. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'll eventually circle back to Madden. Oh my god, I was going to tell you this earlier, but, um, <laughs> so I got invited to join this stupid WWE Supercard uh, Facebook group. They call It's called Season 10 because it's the 10th uh, season that uh, WWE Supercard was released 10 years ago. So, I'm telling you, some of these people are insane with how serious they take this game. Yeah, it kind of like, reminds me of fantasy football a little bit. During commercial, I'm gonna send you what I what would look like an ad for anyone who wants to join a team. It's hilarious uh, the way these people act. It's I I don't I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, I'm someone, sure. so, so, someone like me has been kicked out of I don't know how many teams because I don't grind. <laughs> That's what they call it. They're like, we're a team of grinders. I'm like, just stop. 
Well, that could be taken a lot of different ways. I'm like, oh my god, stop. If you guys looked up crying, that's gonna go bad, bro. What is wrong with these people? Like, we, some of us do. I'm sorry, I have a life, okay? I don't spend 24 7 on my iPad playing a wrestling game. Yes, we actually, we actually go outside and touch grass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have a question. What does that even mean? I, I saw when CM Punk said that. I'm like, what does that even mean? Touch grass? <laughs> because you know the the IWC, the running it, joke. Is it, it, that pretty much the same as like get a life? Yeah, and like uh, you know, yeah, your mother's basement, and you know, oh. behind your keyboard and that kind of shit. Okay. You know, yeah. There, there are those trolls on Twitter that I guarantee are in their underwear and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's being uncomfortable images. But no, no, it's kind of like that guy who, yeah. who paid four hundred dollars to ask Liv Morgan out, but she was dating somebody. <laughs> so he paid for a four hundred dollar uh, cameo appearance by Liv Morgan. And she had to tell him, sorry, I'm dating somebody. Yeah. I mean, you fucking incel. Dude, I mean, you, good God. Do you, you see these uh, the guys like Rick Flair and Hulk Hogan, the, how much they ask for an autograph? Uh, like $500, $700? Like, well, what? Well, no, thank you. Like, um, wow. No, th- no, thank you. I can, I can write your name on a piece of paper and pretend it's an autograph and sell <laughs> it for for there, you, there you go. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> but let's get into this weekend wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, because right. it's certainly more entertaining than Hulk Hogan and incels asking out Liv Morgan. And then, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to uh, read you uh, with that uh, one guy that does the AEW review, PPU uh, recaps. I have to read you what he uh, thought of Dynamite. And actually, during the break, if I find the RO, his ROH review, I'm going to actually uh, read those off. Oh, pl- oh, please try to find that. Because I know we did a prediction show um, for that one, folks. But the reason why this is not a post show for that. Um, number one, we looked at the card and it just wasn't impressive to us. Oh. And and you know if it if, number if, two, how do you put the Von Erickson on pre-show? Are you kidding? Well, yeah, in Texas, mind you, unadvertised. You know, in in Texas, I mean, what the? F- I I I had a meltdown when when Elio was explaining that to me last night. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, but, but, so but I I had it on uh, my iPad uh, before we started the show. But the but the other thing too, folks, is um, you know we had uh, wrestling POV to record, you know, at, at the same time the pay per view was happening, mm-hmm. and you know I uh, today I am just now getting over a uh, massive stomach issue that I've had for the prior two days. Oh, you were telling, you were saying that. Uh, well, how, what happened? You feel better now? Yes, I I feel much better, but I was I was very much incapacitated, and I'm actually I'm surprised that I made the POV appearance last night. I I really am, and thank God I did because I won the five second shuffle. But 
That notwithstanding, Ben was... is a champion, my friends. Yes, I am. And, <laughs> and I think I, if... I think Clay was a lot more disappointed than you were. <laughs> um, but um, Clay, because Clay is very competitive with the with the five second yeah. shuffle. Um, but um. But, but yeah, between my stomach and just the podcast and, you know, it just, it was bound to happen that one thing was going to fall through the cracks. But, but regardless of any of that, like we looked at the car because if it had been good enough, I would have watched it earlier today and we would have covered it. Mm-hmm. But folks, <laughs> you know, if, if I'm... If I'm bored looking at the match card... You know, I'm going to look them up while you're doing the AEW review. Because that's when they get that, that AEW recap. Right. But but so if I'm bored looking at the match card, then, I, you know, I don't want to come on here and, and, and waste your guys' time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, I... One, I respect... I respect our audience enough to not waste your time. And number two... You know, these podcasts take a lot of effort to put out. It's not, you know, it's not just slapping on a pair of headphones and go. There's a lot of, you know, preparation and, and um, you know, and things that go into this. Um, so, <laughs> suffice to say, my heart was not in Ring of Honor last night. So, sorry. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll catch the next one that they do whenever that is. Um, yes, but, I, actually, uh, well, go on. Uh, I'm just looking up that when when that next one is. Go on. But yes, let's finally get into uh, the week in wrestling. I think we've uh, we've amused you with enough antidotes. Um, <laughs> antidotes. I has uh, have our, has our audience been sick? Well, I made a joke. You said I, I know. I'm definitely long gone. I made a joke because I was sick, so <laughs> very good. I like I I was cool. Okay. Exactly. So um high points for Monday Night Raw. Um I'll give it to Jay Uso and Drew McIntyre. I thought that match was very good. Um I'll also give a high point to Ivar and Bronson Reed. Um, even though I am, I think the actual match is getting re- repetitive. Um, you know, I'm not. I I can't not give those guys credit because every single match that they've had, I've found it to be very entertaining. Um, the next the next high point I had was uh, DIY and. Uh, Imperium, and and that's just about it for the high points. Okay. Low points, uh, and, and and I don't mean to put special emphasis on the low points, but I'm curious um, about something. So it's it's gonna seem like I'm putting more emphasis on the low points, but I'm not trying to. But both women's matches. Um, were low points for me, and that was uh, Caden Carter and Katana Chance 
uh, versus Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. And, um, and what was, oh, yes. And, and Rhea Ripley and Maxine Dupree in what was a god-awful match. And also, I, I was, I, I gotta be honest with you, and once again, it's gonna seem like I'm coming off like an asshole. But, but, Elio, help me out here. Okay. Am I the only one that's tempted to hit mute when Nia Jax cuts a promo? No, oh, that promo is terrible. It's brutal. It's, oh, it's, it's I, just, I, I give it a little point. It's just, it's not entertaining. And nope. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know that that that's going to be a big match for them, presumably going into the Royal Rumble. Mm. But if if they drag this out to fucking you know, WrestleMania, and I assume it's going to be Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley um, rematch from, uh, I think, was it WrestleMania 35, was it? Um, I can't remember which one. Uh, I um, can't remember which one that was. But I'll, I, I'll have to look that up. But yeah. I would do that rematch because, um, you know, what the fuck, Nia Jax at WrestleMania? No, thank you. Um, but on a on a larger point, the the women on both brands are becoming a concern, um, both because of uh, match quality and injuries, which we'll get into a little bit later on the SmackDown portion of the show. But I am uh, I'm concerned about the women. I mean, who thought it was a good idea to put Maxine Dupree? In the ring with Rhea Ripley. Huh? Yeah, right? Did I miss something? Yes. I wish I had missed that match, but unfortunately I didn't. Um yeah. you know, and, and we and we talked about um you know whether or not this has been a good title run for Rhea Ripley on um on POV last night. Mm-hmm. And we both said no because of the quality of opponents that she's had, um, by and large. Um, there's nobody that's made us think, oh, shit, you know, she might lose, uh, with the possible exception of um, Selena Vega in Puerto Rico because mm-hmm. she had that awesome hometown pop. But outside of that... Um, you know, I think every single pay-per-view points game we predicted Rhea Ripley to win across the board, um, and and that's a safe bet. And so, has she has she had a good run because she's a dominant champion? If you're looking at it from that perspective, yes. But I'm when I look at quality of title runs, and this is for anybody, okay, Hall of Famer down to. The, the newest guy on the roster. I'm looking at quality of opponents and quality of matches being had. Mm-hmm. Um, and r- right there, the caliber of opponents is just not there for me. Um, so, th- once again, the women dragged down the raw rating for me. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the difference between the good parts of raw and the bad parts 
mm-hmm. you know, there's a there's a very large gap there um, that I that I find very um, I don't I don't want to say disconcerting, but if I were WWE, I would take a long hard look at that um, going into the TV rights um, deals that they're trying to sign because if you have a lot of dead time you know, between your really important moments on a three-hour show. I mean, we've seen it for years, and it continues to be a problem. So it's something you might want to look at, especially when when you're trying to get multi-billion-dollar TV deals. I don't know, but it's something I would look at. Um, but um, for the sake of my sanity... Um, Elio is going to take the NXT review, um, and I'm going to give my highs and lows, but he's going to take the lead on this one, and thank God. Father Elio, I would like to to offer you a prayer of appreciation, sir. Oh, well, hold on a minute. I will be back shortly. Yeah, I'm here. Father Elio is here. And ladies and gentlemen, I am I am marking out for lack of a better term. Let me let me explain this to you. Usually, when uh, when uh, Elio um, is portraying the Father Elio gimmick on this show, he either dons a. Uh, white bow tie or a uh, or just like a white towel around his neck um, <laughs> but um, just so I don't get the name wrong what he's literally donning a religious garment and, and it is literally the funniest thing that, that has ever happened on this show. Like, I'm, I'm marking out. Elio, explain to explain to the audience what you're wearing right now. So okay, in 2000, like uh, they had this nice Columbus ceremony where they knight you and stuff with the sword. <laughs> so I had to buy a tuxedo for that. Wait a minute, uh, wait, Wait a minute. I've been deal. I've been, I've been speaking with a knight for five years. I was unaware. <laughs> do, do, the, do the fellows who are wrestling POV are they aware that we're dealing with a Sir Elio Canella? <laughs> oh, they not. Holy shit! Breaking news live on the PNC for guys so, 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 so what I had to do was I had to, I had to buy a tuxedo for the ceremony and stuff, and I had to get this as well, which is the sash that goes like this over your shoulder. This, <laughs> this, 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 this is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> what? The, what? <laughs> we are literally talking to royalty live here on oh, the show. On. <laughs> I was unaware. Holy crap. What? Um well um Sir Elio Shannon <laughs> Might I trouble you to give us your take on NXT this week, sir? Well, first of all, my high points for Raw and low points are the same as yours. For NXT, uh, this show. 
Oh, please, for, for, for my entertainment, can you please wear your stashes? <laughs> it will add uh, so yeah, much on, entertainment hold on, hold on, to hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. After <laughs> <laughs> high points, I have high points. I have Dragonly and Tavabank. Okay. I agree, I agree, absolutely. Uh, low points. Well, no, actually, the one, uh, the metaphor we were talking about, Bash Legends is supposedly improving. And, and to her credit, I, I think she so, is. So, and, so I didn't give that a high point or low point. They put that in the middle of that match. I, and, and, and you know what? The other thing that I noticed that I haven't noticed before, uh, and maybe this is new, um, but their entrance is pretty cool. Like that's a very unique entrance that they now have metaphor doing. I'm still like, look, I've always said Noam Dar is a, a fantastic wrestler. Am I a fan of this tiny Tim gimmick? Uh, no, no, I'm not. Um, I don't think he's doing tiny Tim anymore. That was when he was like all depressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's weird to me. And this whole metaphor thing is strange, but I, I will say that there are certain elements that are starting to grow on me. And, and this match with, uh, um, or the segments that they've been having, I won't say it was a high point for me, but it was, it was more bearable. Right. That's why, that's why, well like, that's why for the match, I put it in the middle. I didn't give it a high or low. Right. So by low points, the chase you segments need to stop. Uh, please L listen to this man. We're, we're gonna we're gonna replace him with the ECU segments. That's see, it. He he. Not only did he hide the fact that he's literally a knight from me for the last five years, <laughs> he, is, he he has chosen this evening to literally wear a religious garment on the show. I'm, I'm marking, I'm marking the fuck out. We've, we've been doing this Pastor Elio Canella gimmick forever, and he, he's never donned an official religious garment. I, folks, this is, this is new territory for me. This is a religious experience, um, of sorts, and. Uh, this is this is awesome. Continue. Right. <laughs> so next low point was that opening segment with Lyra Valkyrie, Corey Jade, and Blair Davenport, and uh, oh, who else was it? Uh, I think Nikita Lyons was in there. That's in Nikita Lyons. Yeah, that that was a bad segment. The the NXT breakout tournament matches weren't good. They didn't die back in any Thorpe match. And those are all my low points. And, uh, and, and I agree with you, but let me add something real quick. I'll be right I... back. I'm going to go uh, turn this alarm off. Yes. Um, yes, the, his, his alarms are going crazy just like I am because this is, this is such a unique experience. Having to, uh, having to witness NXT on, on a daily basis. Um... The high points are the, are the same, and, and look, I I will always give credit when when someone has a very good match. And, and Tyler Bate, 
uh, you know, was a was a fantastic match. Absolutely. Um, here, here's the problem. I honestly, this year, I don't understand the purpose of the men's breakout tournament because and the women's. Well, yes, and that too, because you know, Lexus King, who was not originally in the tournament. And hold on, before you go on, I have to, because uh, did you read uh, what Lexus King calls the fans? What does he call them? Well, first of all, like he had to change the name because he used to, he was calling them the Lex Offenders. Oh God, that's but, not good. But he had to change that, so now he calls them the Intellectuals. Well, that's much better than Lex Offenders. Holy shit. I'm like, I didn't even realize that was a, that was a thing. I'm like, what? When I was reading this, I'm like, I don't I didn't even know that he did that. But so so Billy noted, but um but since they have replaced the competitor, and you'll forgive me, I forget his name, uh with Trey like, Bear Hill. Yes. Thank how did you. I how did I come up with that? <laughs> because you're Nostradamus. <laughs> there we go. You know, you're 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 knighted, you're Nostradamus, you're just a special individual right here live <laughs> on the on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. This is a groundbreaking evening. Um but it's like why not put him in there to begin with? Because now it's like you're forced to have Lexus King win it. Otherwise, it's like, what the fuck did you do all this for? You know, um, especially coming off of his match with Carmelo Hayes, he's getting an elevated position. So now you have to, now you have to do something with him. Now that you've put him in these two situations, mm-hmm. I personally would like a break from the Lexus King thing. And we're gonna take a break in less than a minute. Yes, and that was my segue. Um, to get us to the commercial break. So, uh, Lexus, give us a break, and we'll be right back with more. Okay, we're back, and we're going to get into AEW Dynamite with Ben. Ben, what do you have? (laughs) Okay, well, the good thing is that this um, tournament here is really helping the quality of these shows. Yep. Legitimately, I am thoroughly enjoying... Uh, the this tournament. I, what, what, what I what I hate is seeing Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe with zeros across the board because you don't see that in New Japan when they have the G One Climax. Well, you, there's yeah. not one wrestler. There's not one wrestler that has zero across the board. And and I I really don't like that because, and and I'm a fan of both you guys. Yes, but for me it's bigger than that, right? So when you're when you have a tournament of this magnitude and and the way that they're they're pushing this um you know tournament they're making it their own g1 classic in a way so they're pushing it to be a huge deal actually to, to, tony Kano was asked they had the media scrum the roh media scrum right he was asked about this if there's gonna be another one where he said that well we're just getting through this one so then we're gonna we'll see uh we're gonna see about the next one when uh, where we get through this one. Well, that makes sense. 
Um, you know, oh, I was also finding a clip for, to play uh, that having to do with Tony Khan. Cool. Um, but so so the tournament is 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 great, but it's like you know, but for this, you know, you have your top tier guys, so nobody should be having no points whatsoever, because you know, then are they really top guys? And I'm I'm sorry, but in a in a tournament format, John Moxley should not be at the top. I'm sorry. I know he's a top guy in AEW. I have nothing but respect for John Moxley, but that is not his style of wrestling. He's the he's the hardcore guy. He's the he's the no bullshit guy. You know, he doesn't wrestle for points and, and all of this other stuff. He should not be, uh, you know, number one on that board, um, in my opinion. And, and as as we just said, the fact that Jay Lethal and, and Mark Briscoe don't yes, have nine any, points, right? Yeah, John Moxley. All right. You know, and and the fact That's that weird. those two gentlemen don't have any points, I I think is a mark against the tournament. Um, That's so bad. Like I, I don't like that. Um, but I would so while all all of the tournament matches are high points, I I would like to give um special spotlight to um Brody King versus Andrade. Um to me that was the that was the best match of the night. I'm a huge Brody King guy. I think that guy is fantastic for a guy of his size i mean his look is unique um you know he looks like a killer and and and, and, um you know i think that's a lot of what's missing in um wrestling is a lot of these guys they don't look like they could beat you in a fight it's too bad what's happened to Matt Taven and uh, Vinny Marcellia, how far they've fallen. Yeah, and especially, you know, and, and I gotta be honest with you, so I'm I'm familiar with both the guys' work because I'm a I'm a big ROH guy. I've I've said that in the past. Um but I'm more offended by v- Vinny Marcegalia because that guy has a one he has a unique presentation two i think he's a very very good wrestler um you know but underrated he's a big horror movie horror movie fan which which i'm not really big into horror movies but like i'm saying that because we've interviewed him a few times and and is is you it was he cool or was yeah he... no he was cool like that's why like he would he would talk about to us about like horror movies and like uh, all the all the cool things he's into. Cool and and I just I find him to be a very interesting guy. Um, I don't know if I if you ever looked at that link I sent you that YouTube link. Which the uh, pipe on radio one because that has every interview we've done. Oh yeah, I still have to. I still have to check that out, man. Like, I, we have well, everything: Bruno San Martino, Ivan Koloff, Harley Race. I I really got knocked out with a stomach thing, but I am gonna yeah. check that out. But you still um, have it there, right? Yes. Okay. 
yes. Um, and then, um, let's see, low, low points for, for me, um, it, it's going to sound like I'm picking on the women because they're getting all my low points across the board tonight, but. But you can't Ruby, help it if the match wasn't good. Ruby Soho versus Riho with. How far has Ruby Soho fallen? So, oh my god. It's terrible what they've done to her. It, oh, it upsets me so much. I I can't begin to, to describe to you. Uh, it, it, it legitimately, you know, people say, you know, why are you getting upset? It's wrestling. I get upset because it's something that I care about. Right. Would you? Why, why do you? Why are you getting why upset? You, why do you get upset? It's only a movie. And why are you getting upset over your Dungeons and Dragons and collectible action? Why are you getting upset you because? Uh, why are you getting upset because we don't? We're not hardcore WB Supercard players like you. Yeah, you, you know. So I mean, everybody has their thing, but yeah. it's just Ruby Soho. Yeah. Uh, it's just too incredibly talented to be wasted like this. And I'm going to say the same thing about Tony Storm. I hate this gimmick. I hate this gimmick. Oh, I, I'm sorry. So I, I, I had forgotten all about this. I did this on the TikTok after. Ben, you're going to be upset. <laughs> well, you might as well tell me. It's, because because, I, because I, I, I put, do you, do you like, I put a new Tony Storm's gimmick. Love it or hate it. 100% said they love it. Yeah, well, that's because they'll never they'll never see a woman the the caliber of Tony Storm in person in their life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh my goodness! Uh, like, uh, okay. So, what else do you have? I, I I actually I have that as a little point as well. Um, and honestly, why is the raw review up right now? Good lord. Um, and honestly, the other, uh, the other low point, it was, um, Hangman over, uh, Roderick Strong. Not because it was a bad match. It was actually quite, it was actually quite good, but this whole Roderick Strong thing is really getting on my nerves. Bad. <laughs> Yeah, it, you, so you, annoying. You, stop it. He we, he didn't decide with Samoa Joe. Uh, stop. You know, but no, he didn't just say Joe. He was like, no, he said Samoa. 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 <laughs> stop. Who has ever called Samoa Joe Samoa? All right. The fuck. Um. You know, and it's just. And, and the other thing, right? So the show goes. I didn't. I didn't see this part because my recording cut out. But from what oh, I'm reading, what? From, from what I'm reading, the devil's henchmen attacked him. And oh yeah, him. I, yeah. I saw that part. They it because but, the, the, my recording caught it. I saw that. Well, you will uh, keep asking. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> but, but I um. Is it just me, or or is anybody else starting not to care who the devil is? No, I don't care. Apparently, they're gonna reveal it on uh, at World's End. Well, 
I'll I'll tell you what, AEW's product right now, outside of the Continental Classic, has never been more ice cold. Can I just say, ringside news is so garbage, because I was reading earlier about this Devil's Storyline, where you can rule out Tony Khan. Well, well, and, and, oh, speaking of, of ringside news, um, hold on, I'll, I'll, um, is it, is it AEW or is it something else? No, it's, it's something else. I'll I'll oh. send this. I'll send this to you. Um, All right. right now. Actually, yeah. But are you done with your high points or points? Yes. So mine are pretty much the same. Actually, my little one little point is. You know what my biggest low point on the show was? What's that? Advertising the Von Erics and not using them on your show. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. What, I mean, what are you, what are you doing? I mean, that's Texas royalty. So, okay, I, <laughs> I, I saw this uh, earlier on, um, I saw this earlier on, uh, I forget where I, saw, oh, oh, I did see it on, uh, on that website. So I'm going to play this uh, video of Tony Khan, okay? It's like a minute. Yeah. All right, are you ready? Yeah. Or, or do you want to send me that thing first? No, you can go ahead and play it. I'm still pulling it up. <coughs> okay. All right. So here's what Tony Khan said about the media at the media scrum. Okay. This is about the shape of of AEW. All right. Here we go. Yep. All right. And so again, to be AEW. No matter how good you do, there will be people coming for you, gunning for you, because that's what this is. There's a reason that every single person who stepped into my position until now has gone out of business. I'm the only one left. Everybody who has stepped up and put millions of dollars into this and done it week after week, and there's no off-season. You do it 52 weeks a year. It's a fight, and, and that's a credit to the fans. I know what it is to be a wrestling fan 52 weeks a year. It's hard. and like, But it's also the most rewarding thing. That's why you can't get away from it for too long. That's why we always come back to it. We're addicted. And it's worth the fight. And I love the fight. And I'm never going to stop fighting it, no matter what happens, uh, no matter how things change. It's worth it. It's the fight Jim Crockett fought and Vern Gagne and uh, Ted Turner and so many other people that have tried. And God bless them all. And, uh, I'm doing this for all of you, and I know uh, all of you are here in spirit. So, uh, thank you very much. And so, okay. Um. Oh my God. <laughs> Did you understand a word of what he said there? Well, I understood the gist of it, but it's you're saying your your AEW exists for all of those that failed before you. How? How fucking arrogant does that actually sound? Right. I mean, if you if you really break, he might not have meant it that way, but how arrogant does that sound? Like I I don't know. Like did this this guy? Some of the things I hear from him, just well, I have you know, no words. 
you know, and I'm I'm not gonna say this on the on the air, but you know, you you know the joke that we say over on on wrestling POV. Yeah, and and it's um, but it gets to a point where it's like sometimes you gotta wonder because that dude's biggest problem is he cannot stand outside noise. He does not have the ability to turn it off. And trust me, like I get not liking social media. Please don't misunderstand. I am so anti-social media. You you guys have no idea. I, I, I honestly find it to be the biggest waste of time. And the only reason why I have any social media nowadays um is because of the podcast and largely because of of you know family and my my niece and nephew uh outside of that i don't care because it is so incredibly uh disturbing to see where uh oh, where I see, I see i see what you just sent me I'm yeah uh, where everything is going and you know how people treat each other so it's like i get being defensive but you are the ceo of a you know of a major major company in professional wrestling and from where i'm standing from where i'm sitting you know, you're, you're failing at your original mission statement. You're failing at what you just said right there, even though I find it asinine. Um, you know, and, and it might sound based on my tone that I have a problem with Tony Khan. And I don't have anything against Tony Khan. It's just that I am very honest about reviewing what I'm I'm. I'm seeing, and I think Elio is as well. And if there's something that we enjoy about AEW, we say it. If there's something that we don't enjoy about AEW, we say it. Um, same with WWE. But Tony, I, I think Tony Khan takes flack more than anybody right now because he actively he actively attacks back at people um and and as hard as it is and as much as i respect people who speak their minds and stuff like that you you cannot get into a social media back and forth with with wrestling fans or anybody for that matter uh, nowadays because regardless of your opinion regardless of of the argument that you're making, regardless of whether you're right or wrong or whatever, you're going to piss somebody off. You know, you're going to, you know, piss in somebody's cornflakes and, and it's, it's going to, oh, I love cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but, no, but I get I get like, I, I see it all the time on TikTok. And I'm like, you try to like give your your take on something and uh you're not allowed to give your take because if you don't agree with them you're stupid you're an idiot and and you know and i i've said over 
over on um, POV, I don't like the fact that we use TikTok. It, it's not, a, it, I have nothing but respect and I love the I love the guys at wrestling POV. I think we the, do that. They just said this so curious to see the difference. Is why why. But so I'm I'm not trying to say anything against wrestling POV. So please don't misconstrue no. anything. Yeah. I love those guys. Um, but the fact that we use TikTok over there drives me nuts because reading. Those comments, and sometimes even on Facebook, it's like reading those comments, it drives me nuts. Because those people don't pay attention to what the question is or what the content of what we're talking about is. And by giving that attention, I feel like we look stupid by default. You know, and and it, it it's it's the same thing over here. So I'm not saying I'm not saying anything about them that I'm not saying about myself, or I wouldn't say to their face. Uh, so please don't misconstrue. Um, but um, but you know, it's just I don't I hate social media, and I hate the direction that the IWC takes because. Yeah. It, I just want to come on here and, and talk wrestling with, with my friend. You know, yes, Elio and I are business partners because we do this podcast and we do, you know, wrestling POV. But you you guys can hear we're having fun. You know, he's he's literally wearing a religious garment. I'm over, <laughs> I'm over, I'm over here laughing my ass off. <laughs> he, he went, we went to break, folks, and I literally had to fight to stay upright in my chair. If, if, <laughs> if this, if if my desk had not been right where my midsection is, no bullshit. I probably would have been on the floor because I was laughing so hard. We, we, we have a lot of fun, and and that's what we want to do, and that's what we want to uh, portray to you guys. So it's like when we criticize something. Just like we criticize Tony Khan here, it's not because of a personal problem. It's because he's actively doing something to hurt his company, and we want to see it succeed. Mm-hmm. We honestly do. And uh, before uh, before I get too far into the uh, rabbit hole, uh, let's finish up the week in review with SmackDown. And I will, um, I will take that. Hopefully, I didn't annoy you with that extended uh, monologue. I apologize, um, but um, but yeah, where where is it? Oh, here here we go. So, um, high points for this is for SmackDown now. Um, I would say the opening segment with with Roman Reigns. Um, you know, the bloodline storyline to me is it's time for it to end, in my opinion. Um, it hasn't really been entertaining, uh, since SummerSlam. I think that match between Jimmy and Jay was very disappointing, and with with uh, Roman being absent so much, and I'm not even blaming him because if he can. 
if he can have that contract and make that money and only show up for X amount of dates, God bless him. Nobody listening to this podcast wouldn't take the deal that Roman Reigns has. Um, but there are pitfalls to that. And uh, we're seeing that with the, with the bloodline storyline and the top of the card. Um, but every single SmackDown that Roman Reigns is on, it feels like it has elevated importance and it feels like it has a narrative uh, throughout the entire show. And we kind of know what we're trying to get to. And... Um, you know, and I was, I was interested if, you know, if Jimmy was, was gonna get, was gonna have solo turn on him at the end of the night based on the conversation that they were having backstage. So the, the narrative helps that. Um, so that, um, all the bloodline stuff, uh, gets a high point from me. Um, I will also give a high point to uh, Kevin Owens and Austin Theory. I uh, thought that that was a very good TV match. Um, and uh, and I would also give a high point to the main event. I, I'm not sure um, how long this, this good guy Randy Orton is going to last. Um, I mean, I just came back. So, I mean, yeah, I guess hopefully we'll see. But, but all, I'm, all I'm saying is that, like, I'm not sure if this is going to be a long-term thing or if people are just – or if he's just that because people are so happy to see him back. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, I really am thrilled for him as, as a human being. Uh, just, just awesome. And if um, – you know, as and as much as we, um, as much as I give Logan Paul crap, um, if you guys have not seen his interview that he did with Randy Orton, um, I would recommend that. I thought that that was where, very where, good. Where, where is this? On Logan Paul's podcast. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, he had Randy Orton on this, I guess. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yes. So I would, um, I would recommend that if you're interested. It's like. Uh, it's less than an hour, but it was it was very very good. Um, low points. Uh, again, I'm gonna sound like I'm hating on the women, but I have to do it because it's just what's in front of me. Uh, Kabuki Warriors. Um, and uh, Nichin and Selena Vega. Um. Please help me, honestly, um, because we have to get to the point of resolution. Wait, whenever... wait, wait. What was this an eight to woman tag match? Um, uh, let's see. Was it? Was it um, like Kabuki Warriors, Selena Vega, and and uh, Mia Yim. No, it was um Oscar and Kyrie Zane um versus. Me, Chen, and Selena Vega. Oh, okay. That's why. Okay, because no, I guess it's what you said. It made it sound like. Uh, it no, was, it, uh, 
That, that's my bad. I'm sorry if I confused you. It was a regular two on two. Yeah. Okay. Um, with Dakota Kai at ringside. I I hate that name, Michin. I uh, no, it's me am. Stop. Listen to this man. He he has not only is it a gimmick. Unbeknownst to me, folks, he has credentials. The man's been knighted. I mean, for for Christ's sake. And he's an encyclopedia of wrestling knowledge. I mean, you know, we this is a very special occurrence, special discovery on the show this evening. Um, as a matter of fact, we are going to, to title this episode Religious Experience. Because I have had so much fun with this, it's not even funny. Um, well, actually, it is tremendously funny because I almost fell out of my chair, which is a massive problem. Um, but but you know, just in, just in general, uh, you know, the stuff with the women on the SmackDown side is suffering the same as it is on the Raw side. Mm-hmm. We all know what's going to happen here with um, w- with damage control. I feel like they just got to get there already, because and and if they do something to surprise me, more power to them. But but I'm willing to bet you, with every single bit of my wrestling watching experience, that they're going to turn on Bailey and they're going to have their own group with with the remaining four. Um, and it, and it, that's good. I'm interested, I'm interested in seeing that. Um, but that this particular match just didn't hit. Um, what were your highs and low points for SmackDown? So for, for me, uh, my high points are the opening segment and the, uh, Kevin Owens awesome theory match. I also gave it to the Carmelo Hayes, uh, Grace Waller because I really like seeing Carmelo Hayes on SmackDown. He should have been there already. I don't know why they waited so long to bring him up. Yeah, I agree. Low points is the same. And I, I don't know how I pointed it was the main event. Low points it's the same as you. I gave it to the women's tag match. Very good. So is that all we have for SmackDown? Yeah. Should we go into commercial before we yes, uh, do a wrestling roulette? And what I'm going to do while, while I'm in commercial, I'm going to do my top five lists. Okay. So with that, we'll be back after these commercials. All right, we're back. And Ben, I made my uh, top five uh, list for the men. So did I. So I'm going to double check with the guys to see, like, we're doing men, women, and tag team. I, I was confused myself. That's why That's why yeah. I, I even said, what, are we doing a AWN, WWE, or are we just, like, doing a, both in a, in the same list? That's why. I, th- I think we're doing, and I do know we're doing both in the same list. Right, so that's why uh, I have... Uh, all right, so uh, I mean, okay. Here we go. My top five. Or do you want to do go first? Or no, you go? can go first. It's fine. Okay, like this is not like a final one because I still need to revise it. Revise it because 
I feel like I have a whole bunch of WWE guys and only one AEW. But uh, number five, I have Christian Cage. Very cool. Number four, I have Dragon Lee. Absolutely agree. Number three, I have Seth Rollins. Very cool. Number two, I have Gunther. His name is Walter. And number one, I have LA Knight. Very good. That is... That is a badass list. He 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 was with the randomizer who came up with. Oh this, my god! This, I can't believe this. Oh here, it, this now this is just for this is just for shits and grins, folks. This isn't. Yeah, this one's not real. That my list was real. The randomizer is for fun. And number five, Juice Robinson. Oh. <laughs> and number four, Gunther. And number three, Seth Rollins. And number two, Jeff Jarrett. And number one, Ivar. Well, Ivar is having a breakout year. I mean, I hate this. I hate. I. I mean, uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, I hate to say that at the expense of Eric, but uh, the matches he's been having with um, Brodus, uh, not Bronson, Bronson Reed. Yeah, Bronson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're great. So. Okay, so what do you have for your top five? So uh, at number five, I gave it to um, Dragon Lee. Um, at number four, I gave it to um, oh god, who's who's number four? Oh oh yeah, um, I gave it to Carmelo Hayes. Uh, number three, I I. I I gave it to um, Christian Cage. Okay. I, I love his work right now. Uh, number number two, um, I'm gonna give it to uh, Ilya Dragunov. Okay. And number number actually no, I'm gonna revise that. I'm sorry. Uh, at number at number five, I still have uh, who who did I say? Said Dragon Lee. Yes. At number five, is still have Dragon Lee. Number four, I'll put um, Jey Uso. Uh, number three, I'll put um, Christian Cage. Number two, I'm putting... Um, I'm, I'm stuck between two guys at number two, but I think, I think it's going to have to go to, uh, to Seth Rollins. And then n- number one is LA Knight. All right. And I did one for the women, just because uh, I mean I had time left before we came back, so I I did one for the women. So at number five, I have Bailey. Number Very four, good. number four, I have Becky Lynch. Number okay. three, I have Lyra Valkyria. Awesome. Eo Sky at number two and Rhea Ripley at number one. That's an awesome list, folks. Hey, Pw- hey PWI, take notes. All right. So I, we know how to make a list, okay? So I think I'm set for those two lists for for the final show of the year. 
I just need to work on my tag team, which is going to be a little harder to do. Yeah. But, um, Ben, when you see we get into wrestling, we're at. Yeah. Yep. Uh, give me a minute. I'm just going to pull up the playlist and hopefully I don't get any ads here. All right, Ben, it's time for wrestling roulette. We uh, the way this works: play twenty-one tracks, ten seconds. Ben has to guess uh, which wrestler I think belongs to. Uh, let me just pull up the counter here, so I can keep track of the scores. I should. I need to remember to do this before I set up the the playlist. All right, so Ben, are you ready for your first one? Indeed. Lexus King. Lexus King. How? Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. How, how did you get that? Like, is this when I just added this today? Well, yeah, he's been on NXT religiously since, you know. And right. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I have to watch NXT primarily for just, wrestling just, POV. It's just, just I, I haven't even uh, heard the, I haven't really heard his theme much. All right. So you're on the board with one next one. This is a shot in the dark. Uh, Stone Cold? No, it is not. That is Vince McMahon. Oh my god, that's a terrible remix. That's off of Volume Me. That's Theory of a Dead Man. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> oh Alright, number, number three. Here we go. The Great Collie. Great Collie. All right, number four. Um, is that? The Godwins? No, it is not. That is Jeff Jarrett. Okay, I'm proud of myself. I got that wrong. <laughs> I don't even care. Okay, number five. Pass. That is Cody Rhodes. Oh my God! You gotta be kidding me! Oh wow. shit! No, no, I mean I'm just surprised because that um, I mean that's a very recognizable theme to me, and I just I didn't get it. So yeah. Um. All right, number six. Here we go. Uh, 
honky tonk man. The honky tonk man. All right, number seven. Apollo Cruz, if I had to hazard a guess. <laughs> and where is he? What? I have no idea. Is he on with an injury? Or... I don't think so. Not that I remember. All right, number eight. Here we go. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is a stupid theme. That, that is Tank Abbott, WCW. Oh, guess what, folks? I'm <laughs> thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> that is a horrible theme. What? I'll, t- I'll happily take that L. All right, number nine. Rebella. Rebella. You know what? That is the most annoying theme. That, that is terrible. Well, I, I will say Jillian Hall is more annoying. That's true. All right, number 10. Uncle Howdy? Yes, that's it. That is Uncle Howdy. Cool. Wow. What? How? Well, I just, I, I remember that beat, and it, it kind of sounds like Bray Wyatt, but yeah. I, 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 know he, I know he didn't use that beat, but it just sounded yeah. too similar, so I went with Uncle Howdy. All right, here we go, number 11. Early Batista. Yes. All right, 12. Pass. That is Sylvester Turkey. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, I, I do, but there's no way in hell I would have gotten that theme. You know what? I don't even remember him. I well, that shows you how much I watch ECW, the WWE well, version. He was in ECW briefly, but he was on SmackDown more. Wait, well, yeah, it must have. That must have been around two thousand six or something like that. Yes, it was. Okay, I was in the hospital. That's why I don't remember. All right, thirteen. Um, Emma? 
No, we're getting a lot of new ones here. That was Roxanne Perez. Oh, okay. All right, 14. Who the hell comes out that we will rock you? Um, Effie, I have no idea. That was the destruction crew, AWA. I have no idea who that is. They are the Beverly Brothers. Oh, okay. I do know who they are. Yeah, they were known as the destruction crew, AWA, and they used to come out to We Will Rock You. AKA Von Wagner's daddy. Yes. All right, let's go. Number 15. The Union. The Union. I, I, I'm confused what, why this one is called Up Yours. U-P-Y-O-U-R-S. I have no idea. <laughs> Whatever. Number 16. LA is smooth. No, it's not. That is Rocky Maivia. Oh, okay. I have to remember that. All right, 17. I have not a clue. The one that I should have gotten, the American males. Oh my God. All right, number 18. Hillbilly Jim. No. Okay. That is the Bushwhackers. Okay. Weird. It is a weird theme. All right, number 19. That sounds like the most generic bullshit. <laughs> Come All on right. now. All right, number 20. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Oh. That is Apollo Crews. So you're down to 19. You're down to 7. Fuck you, Apollo. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I forgot to mention, uh, we do have obstacles, which means if a wrestler's theme shows up more than once in the rotation, it's minus one point. All right, number 21. Are you ready? This is the last one. Yep. Yeah. 
Primo and Epico? No, it is not. That is Los Bariquas. Oh. Okay. All well, right. that sucked. Your final score is seven. Yeah, that really sucked. My apologies. For what? Because <laughs> I I uh, didn't do so well on that one. Well, you'll get it next week. <laughs> Indeed. All and, right. And, and I did win the five second shuffle. So you, you did. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, we have a world. We have the five second shuffle champion with us, the original Ben Pierce. Indeed. Very good. All right, so Ben, we see you bring shows to a close. Yes, absolutely. However, don't don't forget that on Tuesday we are going over SummerSlam '88, so you do not want to miss that. And we have a double feature for for movies because we didn't do one last week because we had Jack Tunney's special announcement. That was so cool regarding WrestleMania Four. So this week it will be a double feature. I already know that the movie that I'm the first movie I'll be going to see is Biloxi Blues with Matthew Broderick. I've heard of that movie, but I haven't uh, seen it. I'm not sure what movie is going to be on next week as far as uh, what what's going to be playing on August 29th, 1988. But we'll find out. But but at the very least, I was alive. And also, I was looking this up, Ben. I think I'm gonna put this in there as well, because um, in August we have SummerSlam '88. In October we have King of the Ring '88. So I'm gonna, so there's actually a tournament in there, and we're gonna play that game where you're gonna pick the winners, and then I'll tell you who actually won. Or if it's on there, I if it's is it on the network. King of the Ring '88 doesn't exist uh, on the network. Okay. The only King of the, the King of the Ring started in 1993 on as a pay per view. Oh, okay. So there's this one, and there's King of the Ring '89. Oh, okay. And that's yeah, the last, so- that's the last one. No, uh, there's also '91. They skipped '90 and they went '91. They skipped '92, and the first King of the Ring was '93. Very cool. They should bring that one back, right? And not not as a SmackDown tournament, right? Stop it! <laughs> Wait, you know what? I don't even know who the last King of the Ring was. Wasn't it Sheamus? No, it was Xavier Woods. That's right. Yes, and then the one prior to prior to that I can't was, believe I remember that was Burger King Corbin. I can't believe I actually remember that. That Xavier Woods was the last King of the Ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right well, well at least you know we do our homework right <laughs> all right so so for ben i'm elio this has been episode 291 of the pnc progression wrestling podcast we will talk to you all on tuesday ben say good night to the fans good night to the fans and uh i hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i did because it, it damn sure was a religious experience we'll see you next time Welcome to the greatest love.